0: Wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we
1: touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! All right. Alright, welcome to the Lord Scott Files, Coach Hog here. Uh just playing around with my machine here, catching my own intro. It's kind of awkward to do, so I'll stop it. Uh yeah. Coach Hog here on uh Coach Hog Monday locker room. We're uh in the Piney Woods of North Central Florida, of course. And we're in the um uh, Law studio. Mellon Law is the only official law firm partner of the University of Florida Gators and a big community activist in all kinds of great ways, supporting many, many good causes, Uh, and of course Protected 24-7, 365 by Crime Prevention, uh, Randy Olad and John Pastore, and supported by all the great ads you see rolling across the screen as we uh, talk here today and bring you uh, a show hopefully that you'll enjoy and learn something from. Good morning to my good people, Matt Cannon. I'm seeing him Pop up here in the screen, Ken hear for Plantation, Mark. Uh, it's got a lot of Coach talk stuff today. There's a lot going on. It's kind of interesting. And, you know, nothing takes place in a vacuum. Uh, there's a culture in which all these things take place. Um, and there's, uh, it, it's interesting how sometimes it you can't separate the two. And one of the reasons I bring that up again with is because of Wimbledon. Wimbledon is the, how shall I say this, the class act of um, the tennis tour, professional tennis tour. It brings with it all of the status and uh, decorum and tradition and high standards of conduct, politeness, um, respect for your players and each other probably much more the, much more than the U.S. Open. We're kind of a big, crass country with a big, crass tournament. Huge, of course. Um, Paris has its own tournament, clay court tournament. Um, it's obviously very, very fine, long tradition, but it's not on grass. This is the only big tournament on, like playing it on your lawn, a well-manicured lawn, and... It's got some really great competition going on right now, among the world's best players, some of whom have been around for a long time, playing a very high-quality version of the sport, and others of whom are newcomers who will be around for a long time, and they're mixing in with the old-timers quite nicely and providing real challenges for each of them. Victoria Azarenka is an interesting person to bring up. <clears throat> She's a mom, which you see a little bit more of now on the pro tour. Women do have children, then they come back from the children and resume their career. You can imagine how tough that is. Victoria Azarenka is a world champion. She's from Belarus.
0: I am assuming that you're up on your politics. Belarus is part of Russia.
1: By that we mean has never disputed being a ward of Russia like Ukraine has.
0: Belarus. Victoria Azarenka hasn't lived in for years. She's lived in the United States of America in Florida. Most of these players live in Florida.
1: No matter where they're from. Because it's a great place for tennis to train, get good coaching, all the
0: above. So Victoria Azarenka hasn't been in Belarus forever and a day. And Wimbledon will not allow a player who's from Russia, and there are several in the tournament who are very, very good, or from Belarus to display their flags or
1: make any public association with Belarus or Russia. Last year, they banned the
0: players from Belarus and Russia. This year, they let them back under those conditions and the players didn't object. They want to play tennis. This is their profession. Well, yesterday, as a ranker, Played a lady, also a mother from Ukraine, Elena Svitolina. Svitolina, a Ukrainian
1: rival. Tremendous match! I watched it. Just tremendous match. Came down to a third set. Tiebreaker. Very close. Both ladies playing all out. They know each other. They've liked each other. They've known each other for years,
0: before each was a mom. Now the sympathy of the British crowd was with Alina. It was not with Victoria Azarenka. And after the well-contested ladylike contest
1: and Azarenka gathered her belongings to leave the court, she was booed by the Wimbledon crowd. Now, true, she did not go up to the net and do the customary handshaking that always occurs between the contestants because, quite frankly, she said she was concerned that that Alina would not reciprocate and shake her hand. So she waved at her opponent
0: politely in a friendly way and left with her goods, and was loudly booed. She was asked about it, Victoria Azarenko was. And AP has reported what she said. She said, I can't control the crowd. It isn't fair. They do it to me, but what can I do about it?
1: It really wasn't clear, probably to a lot of fans, whether or not Azarenka snubbed her Ukrainian opponent. But nevertheless, Azarenka shook her head as she walked off
0: and banged her hands together over her head. (laughs) Really, what else could she do? Now, at the French Open which is the clay court tournament, one of the great tournaments in Paris. It was the other way around for Ukrainian players.
1: Marta Kozioka was booed. I don't know if I got that name right. When she didn't shake hands at the net with Sabalenka,
0: who was of Belarus. And Elena said, Elena said she was also booed in Paris. Interesting, from the booing, it looks as if England sides with Ukraine and from the booing,
1: it appears that France sides with uh, with uh, Belarus, or
0: at least is neutral, probably the latter, neutral. Now, what was interesting was that the Ukrainian player said that she thought the tennis organization should make a statement that there shall be no handshakes between Russian, Belarusian, and Ukrainian players. I don't think that's right. particularly when you haven't lived in the country forever and a day. Now, I guess we've got something comparable here. Maybe not in the sports world. Here our issue is race. There, the issue is nationality. I got to tell you, every time, which is every day, we have a commentary about Russia and Ukraine. I'm reminded of the North attitude toward the South in our civil war. The North had exactly the same attitude toward the South that Russia has toward Ukraine. This is how fickle all this can be, and I hate that word. We sympathize with Ukraine but we can't stand the South in our history books, in our statues, in our military base names, in our streets. This is what's weird about human beings of which, of course, I'm one of them, and you are too. Now, ranker, right now is 33 years old. According to the AP article, she moved from Belarus to the United States as a teenager and has always had a good relationship with Sipolino. Wimbledon.
1: Baseball. I want to turn to baseball for a minute, more than a minute, because we've got some interesting developments here.
0: Now, there was some speculation
1: about whether or not a Gator baseball player was going to be chosen first in the Major League draft last night. No way.
0: The pitcher from LSU, rightfully so, was taken first.
1: But we had a first round pick. I found it myself more interested in baseball than I've ever been before, even though I played it and was a pitcher.
0: I got more interested in it from
1: watching the Gators. And being a left-handed pitcher and watching this kid that was the home run hitter for the Gators, I knew they, he was not a starting pitcher. The young man is not a starting pitcher. He's a reliever, because he's not a full-blown pitcher. He's a hitter. So I thought the coach put him in a terrible position a position he could not possibly succeed in against LSU and he started him and we got beat right away within two innings
0: of the mistakes he made. But we had a player here who was consistently good. That didn't go in the first round. Um, First, but went in the first round. And furthermore, what's interesting about this player, Wyatt Langford, is that he's from Trenton. Now, I don't know if you know where Trenton is, but I love Trenton. Yilchrist County. Just good country, country life. with a lot of support for sports and kids, which Wyatt Langford obviously was a product of.
1: And last night he joined some elite company in the Major League Baseball draft because the Texas Rangers selected him fourth overall. That makes him the second highest Gator ever drafted, and the 18th first-round pick in Florida
0: baseball history.
1: And not only does this mean a lot to Langford, of course, because we're going to get into what the money is in that in a moment, but it means a lot to a small
0: town like Trenton. Growing up there, knowing everyone, and coming out of there and performing <clears throat> at a level,
1: at the young age of 21, he was unanimous preseason and postseason second team All-American this season. He led the Gators with a three hundred seventy three batting average, a seven eighty four slugging percentage. 83 runs and 28 doubles. And he hit 21 homers with 57 RBIs, 88 hits, and a 498 on base percentage. What do you think about baseball?
0: <clears throat> it is
1: <clears throat>
0: loaded with statistics.
1: Data, data, data. <clears throat> is kept in baseball, and it is analyzed. In a moment, I'm going to get into the home runs and what makes more of them in hot weather. Now, in Omaha,
0: Langford didn't hurt himself at all. He hit three home runs in Omaha,
1: and that didn't go unnoticed. So he was, in some draft projections, going as high as number one, but the Pittsburgh Pirates took Paul Skins as the top pick from LSU. Rightfully so. So also interesting, excuse me about this weather. Outside all day yesterday in the heat. Um, Also surprising or interesting about baseball draft. Are the number of high schoolers taken.
0: The Detroit Tigers took Max Clark
1: at number three. It's interesting. He may go right away down to minor league before long. There he goes. He'll be off and running.
0: Now, Langford was the first player from Trenton to ever play baseball for the Gators.
1: He had helped lead Trenton to a state baseball title as a freshman in 2017. Also winning a football state title as an eighth grader in 2015 as the Tigers went a perfect 14-0. But his future was always in baseball. As an eighth grader in 2016, he led the Tigers in a batting average 359, an on base percentage 481. And these things go on and on and gone. He was the first of two uh, first round picks for the Gators Sunday night. Our pitcher, Hurston Waldron, went at number 24 to the Atlanta Braves. And that made him the 19th UF player. Taken in the first round. How about that? Now, looky here.
0: What does that mean in money? Well, let's compare for a moment Anthony Richardson and what he got. And talk about then
1: what these baseball guys will get. You know, Anthony Richardson was one of the best quarterbacks in the draft of football this year. 21 years old. Right in about the same age as these baseball guys. Selected number four by the uh, Indianapolis Colts. And uh, contract is he got is going to offer him a yearly salary of around 8.5 million with a fifth year option. The contract does not include any guaranteed money as is the case for almost every rookie contract. But still, it's a massive contract by rookie standards. Um, He's going to earn less, though, than the Carolina Panthers' Bryce Young and the Houston Texans' C.J. Stroud. That's because there's still a lot of reservation about Richardson,
0: despite his outstanding athleticism.
1: So take those numbers, which I did, did a little research. My research team helped me. And let's see what
0: baseball brings. For Major League, this is from Sporting News,
1: Nick For Major League Baseball teams, the draft is a test to see who can spend their funds the best. And it's much more complicated than other leagues drafts where they just show up and select the best player available at the time. There are slot values, slot values, that's the official term, in Major League Baseball draft. Every pick for the first 10 rounds is assigned a value in the Major League draft. Each team has a predetermined pool of money to spend. And how a team decides to allocate those funds is often determined, often determines whether it's a successful draft or not. So if you spend too much on an early pick, you'll have less money to spend later on. So if you want to take a cheaper route and save the cash for later, Many teams, the answer is to spend less and spread the wealth later on. But there's a lot of clash of strategies on trying to bridge the gap between big and small market teams. Um, Well, for the first 10 rounds of the major league draft, all on a strict budget, have a specific overall dollar amount to spend. They cannot exceed that total without incurring penalties. The Major League Baseball assigns a dollar amount for each pick. And after adding up the money for each team's selections, that is the total bonus pool they have at their disposal. Now, let's take a look at what that
0: leaves, okay? The number one pick, this
1: is according to the Sporting News, First round, the Pirates. The value of that pick is nine million seven hundred
0: twenty-one thousand. Now you remember,
1: we said that the fourth round pick for Richardson uh, was about eight point five million a year, and for four years, it's worth about thirty-four million. He was the number fourth pick. The number fourth pick here, the Rangers, which is where Langford went, the value of that is seven million six hundred and ninety-eight thousand. And it goes all the way down to the Astros, who are twenty-eight. And the value of that twenty-eighth pick, which the Astros take took, is two million eight hundred eighty thousand seven hundred. That's in round one. And it goes all the way out to ten rounds.
0: In the tenth round, well, say the ninth round. Number two hundred eighty-four, the Astros get.
1: If you were the two hundred eighty-fourth pick, you are worth you're worth one hundred seventy-two thousand five hundred dollars. Interesting, my man, and that, that's kind of interesting, is it
0: not? Home runs. Home runs are on the rise in Major League Baseball.
1: Data makes it pretty clear. Remember, I said practically everything in baseball is data-driven. Data makes it clear that more
0: home runs are hit when the air is hot and muggy. So the relationship between baseball
1: and weather is very closely scrutinized by betters and fantasy sports enthusiasts who now have access to the most advanced analytics you can get to uh, guide their strategies. Weather can alter the flight of a baseball. The most obvious is the wind. There was much discussion in the College World Series about whether the wind was blowing in or out. (laughs) Made a big difference. Because the wind blowing out of the park gives those balls an extra push. And a wind, of course, blowing in makes them a long out. So warm and humid air is less dense than cool and dry air. Much of these things, for every 1 degree Celsius, 1.8 degree Fahrenheit, increase in temperature, get this, the number of home runs in a game increases by 1.96%. This is studied. Analyze the relationship of home runs and weather data from more than 100,000 major league baseball games between 1962 and 2019. Are you thinking that politics is out of baseball? The study found that more than 500 home runs since 2010, are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? Can be linked to climate warming.
0: Climate warming
1: could account for an additional 100 to 467 home runs per year
0: by the end of the century.
1: Huh? I didn't think, I, you know, you, you find the darndest things in the darndest places.
0: Really? Really? Right, can give me a break.
1: So far in 2023, the average distance of barreled fly balls increased from 385.5 feet in April and May to 387.3 feet in June and early July, while the average home runs per game climbed from 2.30 in April and May, to 2.34 in June and early July. Huh? This has all been studied by, of all people, a NASA meteorologist. And it's one of the growing specialties in meteorology. Weather analytics aimed at giving not only players and coaches, but sports bettors and fantasy players an edge. Huh? There's a free website called Home Run Forecast Index. Huh? I tell you what. There's a statistic website called Fan Graphs. That shows how individual player performance correlates with variations in temperature, pressure, wind, and other conditions. Huh? The Home Run Forecast Index is unique in that its algorithm boils down the predicted effect of stadium-specific weather. Some of these stadiums are—they're all different. Some inside, some—you know, including temperature, wind speed, wind direction, humidity, and atmospheric pressure. Translates all of this into a user-friendly index, indicating whether the weather is favorable or unfavorable for the
0: flight of a baseball. The, the, there is. There's
1: such a precise correlation between the forecast and the actual number of home runs that
0: you almost can't deny this study. Supreme Court has ruled in
1: 2018 that states could legalize sports betting. Annual sports Betting revenue swelled from $430 million in 2018. Are you ready for this? $7.56 billion in 2022. And that's according to market research website Statista. Statista. Participation in fantasy sports has grown as well. With the number of U.S. players age 18 or older climbing from 43.2 million in 2017 to 50.4 million in 2022,
0: unreal. Coach Hog's locker room. One last story. Well, two. So I'm going to push the break back a minute. Donald Donald Trump. Huh? The guy's a showman. I mean you can't deny it. Wherever he goes. Where does he show up recently at what sporting event? The WWE. A thunderous reaction. To when Donald Trump arrived at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas,
1: UFC right, right, yeah. The legend was yeah, UFC two hundred and ninety pay per view on Saturday night. Um, he was flanked by his supporter Dana White. Um, amazing.
0: They went nuts. And
1: there you are. I, you, know, I, you tell me. All the scandals, all the so-called this and that. He's the former president of the United States. He walks down the aisle. They go crazy at the UFC. The uh, UFC has always been, according to the analysis here by a uh, and P, a a conservative sport. Uh, for lack of a better term. it uh, tremendously different net respect from the NBA and even Major League Baseball. Um, so the reaction to Trump, the analysis here is that um, don't try to write that off. Uh, don't try to just account it for a magnetic, magnetic personality charming personality or his personality cold. He connects with
0: all that crowd, which connects with that sport,
1: which is very conservative. What does it mean? I guess I guess it means he's still got it. I mean, that's, that's the way you look at it. And there's nothing that can tarnish it. In fact, it gets brighter. We're going to take a break right now for the, uh, Weather. Coach Hogg's Locker Room. I hope you found that interesting. The whole theme of that was data. Isn't it amazing? Everything. And it's being driven by sports betting. I'm right back on the word Scott Fox. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Scott Files Gold Sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Stop Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner
0: I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy.
1: Can we touch him? No, do
0: Help me! Help! Help!
1: All right, welcome to Ward's Weather Report, brought to you by Lewis Oil. Well, eat. Heat still goes on. Heat is gripping the southwest. Um, Flash floods in
0: the northeast. You've seen water pouring out of the rat holes in New York, I guess.
1: Um, Man found dead in Death Valley. What would you think? I mean, Death Valley is Death Valley. I mean, it's got a name for a reason. So today we're going to be here in our area, Piney Woods of North Central Florida, supposedly going to have rain all week. Now, you know, the percentages are up there. Nevertheless, I've found that it means only if it happens, the cloud be over you. Uh, Other than that, why? uh, Good luck. Maybe you'll get hit. Maybe you won't. There's no question, though, that if you want to, you can blend into practically anything. Now, the story of climate change and global warming, um, and and talking with production here during the break, yeah, weather makes a difference in how far that ball travels. Um, humidity cutting through that air uh, makes a difference, so.
0: Tennis, interesting.
1: When they close the roof right now in Wimbledon, it's a completely different game than when the roof is open. Uh, you've got to um, – you hear the ball better, for one thing, when the roof is closed. And when the roof is closed, hearing that ball means something. That, that, that is a part of the play. And you hear it uh, – and it travels faster because um, you've closed down your air condition, that whole place. And it's a different game. So these roofs open and closed make a difference. All these things, but you've got, and many of the guys will adjust their racket tensions, change their rackets to accommodate that. So you'll probably get rained on if you're around our area today.
0: I think you remember
1: My next little section is called Law and Order, but I think you remember me covering last week. Kintachi Brown Jackson. I hope I'm saying her name right. I don't know. She's married to a white guy. Um, she dissented
0: in the affirmative action case, and threw out some statistics that were crazy. Absolutely nuts. Now, the George Washington University Law School scholar
1: Jonathan Turley has tried to state, uh, straighten out her what's a popular way to say it today? Misstatements? I, I, I miss. A misspoke?
0: She didn't misspeak. This was in her head, or maybe off the top of her head. But the University, George Washington University Law School
1: said what was dangerous about what she did was she dumped statistics and studies into the court record
0: without checking them. And consequently, major decisions or dissents possibly can be built on contested factual assertions. Contested factual assertions. The law
1: school scholar says, Jackson's statements simply don't add up.
0: So a clarifying letter was written stating that mortality, quote unquote, had been confused with survival, quote unquote. You know, this is what it's about. Survival is the obverse of mortality.
1: And in general terms, decreased mortality indicates increased
0: survival. Statistically, they are not interchangeable. Well, it makes sense. Doesn't it? Mortality means you die.
1: So if there are fewer people dying, there are an increased number of people surviving. You can't interchange these terms, which she does.
0: The scholars say that what she should have said was that
1: having a black physician reduces by more than half the likelihood of death for black newborns as compared to white newborns.
0: But there's no high risk involved at all. The term doesn't even appear in the study.
1: As Plantation Mark says, she couldn't define what a woman was. Yes. In 2022, during her confirmation hearing, she was asked to give her definition of what a woman was. She would not answer the question except to say, I'm not a biologist. Now, this is the same
0: bunch. And wants to go after Clarence Thomas. Why? Why do you think they're doing that? Because he is a danger
1: to the crazy left's assertions. And this reason I take this up with you students is this is perfect. This is what you need to be doing. Don't let people run away with discussions who don't know what the heck they're talking about. Unfortunately, a lot of people are just polite. They say, oh, I don't want to say, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to call out Mrs. Jones for being an idiot. Oh, really? Well, Mrs. Jones' comments will become the public record. If somebody doesn't call out this Kanjaki Brown Jackson for this nonsense, that becomes a court record.
0: I mean, it's just not, I mean, you know, The world belongs to those who show up and confront when you show up. How many of you all remember the book? Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter. You know what that was about? the Charles Manson murders, heinous, horrific, unbelievable, terror and horror. In California, no death penalty. Now, Leslie Van Hooten is going to be released unless something's changed very, very recently from prison
1: after the Democratic California Governor Gavin Newsom announced he will not ask the state Supreme Court to block her recommendation
0: for parole. She's now 73 years old. In 1971, she was totally involved in those grisly slayings. She admitted to holding a pillowcase over Rosemary LaBianca's head as the victim was stabbed by other members of the Manson cult. Van Hooten stabbed the woman herself over a dozen times. The LaBiancas were killed one
1: day after other members of the Manson family murdered actress Sharon Tate and five others in her home in what has been called the Helter Skelter killings.
0: Van Hooten was 19 years old then.
1: She spent five decades in prison. Her death sentence was commuted because California abolished capital punishment in 1972. I, I, why? Well, I, I, don't,
0: I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well,
1: now the court claims that this woman has extraordinary rehabilitative efforts, insight, remorse, realistic parole plans. My God, what are they? Support from family and friends and favorable behavior reports while in prison.
0: I don't know, friends, that's tough to take.
1: She's set to be released in about two weeks. Now, this Newsom's warming up to try to run for president, you know, when Biden
0: steps out. She's in the California Institution
1: for Women in Corona. She'll spend a year in a halfway house learning quote unquote to adjust to life outside of prison. And guess what? Being taught basic skills, like how to use a computer and a debit card.
0: Are you, come on, are you, are you serious? How to use a computer and a debit card? In New York City, according to the latest analysis by NBC and the New York Post and a bunch of others, more and more New York City cops are leaving the profession. Here's the data. Through June 30th, 648
1: officers quit before retiring. That's a 22% spike from 2021 when 530 left. And an 87% rise from 2020 when 347 quit. How do they know this? They know this from the
0: New York PD pension data fund. So that these decisions to quit, along with NYPD's recruiting issues, reportedly means that 34,000 officers are lacking. cops are being squeezed in every direction. They're working inhumane amounts of forced overtime. They're lacking at these thirty four thousand they're down a thousand Usually, these NYPD cops stay on the job for twenty years to collect a pension But hostility
1: toward the cops bail reform, and the crime wave in New York are burning the police out. Meanwhile, the cops reportedly have suffered 32% more injuries so far in 2023 than in 2022 as rapid crime bears down on their communities. Crime is getting worse.
0: We got the Marine going to trial. Huh? You know about that. You know all about that. On the Lower East Side, a
1: thief smashed the glass door of a Lower East Side Argentinian restaurant It's typical, typical. Led with 400 bucks from the cash drawer. It was the restaurant's third break-in since last year. The restaurant has suffered thousands of dollars in damages. The
0: thieves just break the glass and walk right to the cash register. Restaurant owners across Manhattan...
1: Are being hit by an uptick in restaurant smash and grab burglaries. Not only are they being hit, they're being hit by repeat attacks. Have lost thousands in cash and computer equipment. The cops on
0: patrol in the early hours are fewer and fewer in number. Burglaries on the lower east
1: side have gone up sixty three point six percent this year in a 28-day period ending in June 25th compared to 2022. This is according to NYPD statistics. The thieves have begun picking quiet streets because there's less foot traffic. The cops drive by, but there's nobody on the ground.
0: Kind of amazing, isn't it? We had two, we have shootings every day now in Gainesville. We have a
1: impotent city commission that wants to get together and talk about controlling guns. You know, it's like controlling pencils.
0: It's not the pencil. It's the person who holds the pencil. Repeat crimes. That's what they're looking at. But nobody put a lid on it. New York City. I have a theory this city is going to become completely inhospitable. Totally. Little old Gainesville in certain sections it. in hospital right now places you don't want to go downtown Gainesville. I don't think you want to go there. I love the Hippodrome. I used to love to go downtown. Stay out of there now. Anything can happen. Tomorrow we're gonna to have a great, great show. We're gonna have Ed Bilarski on who has written a book about GRU. I'm reading it.
1: Boy, it is all in that book. Ed Blarsky knows the whole story. And there are no punches pulled. You don't want to miss this show.
0: If you're curious about the details, as they say, the devil's in the details, Ed Blarsky's got them. I want to be sure that you know about this that you spread the word to catch this show tomorrow. I've been reading through this. It is a
1: horrible, horrible story of betrayal of a good man by an evil city. Basically evil.
0: Michael Lucas, it will be a great show. Have a great day.
1: Try to stay dry. Things are going to maybe rain on you. Thanks for listening and watching. Don't miss tomorrow. Warhol Command Center out.